the opinions expressed on the Custody Queen Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal, professional legal advice. The persons discussed are fictional and not based on actual clients. Hi, I'm Kristen Holstrom. And I'm Sam McBride, and we are the Custody Queens. We have a new show that we couldn't be more excited about. If you're going through a custody battle, fighting for your parental rights, or going through a horrible divorce, nothing is off limits on our new show. Thought it was love, had kids in between, you can count on us, we're the custody queens, yeah, you can count on us, we're the custody queens. Hey girl. Hey Kristen. Guess what time it is, Sam? What time? It's custody queens time. That's right, we are so excited for today's episode. We cannot wait to talk to all you guys out here on Go Country 105. Today we are talking about social media, great for your love life, probably not so great for your custody case. Before we get into that, I do want to shout out the Brothers on Law. I hope you're enjoying their show as much as we are. Before we get into today's topic of social media and how it can affect your custody case, I just want to ask you, Sam, is there a question that you get asked on a regular basis? Ooh, that's a good one, Kristen. I guess... Most recently, the question I get asked is, why aren't you married? Why don't you have kids? And my knee-jerk response is always, well, I'm a family law attorney. But <laughs> in all honesty, I think for me, it's just right right time, right place kind of thing. And I'm very focused on my career, and I'm very happy with what I have going on right now. How about you? Well, and just to add on to Sam's status, I am screening and accepting all <laughs> applications Stop. for any suitors. Um, no, I. It is a right place and it's a right time, and I think it'll happen. And when it does, they're gonna. Be, it's gonna be a very lucky person for you. Thanks, Kristen. A, a question I get a lot is, can you have it all? And with respect to being a businesswoman, being an attorney, being a mother you know, having this show and can you have it all? And my answer is yes, but I think it comes in phases because I think that life is truly a balancing act. And when I am the best mom that I can be and I am killing the mom game, maybe my career is taking a backseat just a tad. But when I am killing my career and my clients are, you know, I am I'm being able to work 12 hours a day, then maybe my mom game suffers just a tad. And I truly think that a, a woman and a mom can have it all. I just think that you have to learn how to balance and juggle because I truly don't think there's enough hours in the day to be able to be number one in every aspect of your life every day. But that's not a bad thing. It just means you have to prioritize every day and know that it's okay not to be the best at each aspect of your life every day. Yeah, I think that's great, Kristen. And I think that you really do have it all, but you're more realistic about it. You're not going around acting like the world is perfect. Life's tough. And you got a lot of hats that you wear and you wear them well. Thank you. And there's also days where you look in the mirror and you're like, WTF. Right. <laughs> All right. It's time for our TMI question jar game. TMI. I'm going to let Kristen do the honors. And I just want to preface this. I say it a lot, but for new listeners, 
what I love about TMI, and which, it, like Sam said, it stands for too much information. It allows us to show you that we're human, and that when we are attorneys, we are kick-ass. We are we are on the ball. We are experienced. We are detailed. We are accessible. I take phone calls at night. I will respond to your email within hours, generally. And Sam and I are a phenomenal team. And when we are at work, we are an amazing team. But, you know, Friday at six o'clock through Sunday at 9 p.m., we're humans and we like to have fun. And we want to show you our personalities. And I think that we're really fun people. And that's what this game allows us to do. It allows you as, an, as a listener to get just a little glimpse of kind of the quirky people that and humans that Sam and I are. So Sam, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go first today. I'm a little nervous because Sam be. has a funny face on her. <laughs> she has a funny facial expression going on. So what does it say, Kristen? This is a great one. It's super easy. It's related to food. What would your last meal be if you could pick it? Sam, what do you think my last meal would be? I'm pretty predictable. I feel like steak and lobster or something. Oh my gosh, you nailed it. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> I, I, surf and turf. Six ounce filet mignon medium rare, lobster tail, caprese salad, glass of Camus or Opus One. That is so specific. Pinot Noir, all day, bam, nailed it. Yeah, I think I'm with you. That's so funny that you know that. That's like absolutely crazy. Well, I think I just said what my last meal would be and it just was also yours. <laughs> we've, just been hanging out. we've just been hanging out together for way too I know, long. We gotta take a break. <laughs> all right, my turn. What fashion trend do you wish would come back? I would probably say, and I guess it has somewhat came back, but the 80s, because I just feel like it was an era where you can just wear whatever you want and just kind of throw it together and no one can say that it's not cohesive. There's just like bright colors, big hair. How about you? Overalls all day. And I think it has come back to some extent. I don't know that I'm super comfortable, rocking the overalls, but I can tell you in college, I lived in overalls. Really? Overalls and Nikes, and like Gap overalls specifically, uh, and Nikes. But yeah, I mean, man, I even had a Lucky Brand pair of overalls, <laughs> and I was so stoked about those overalls. I, I actually spent overalls. like a good amount of money that I earned waitressing at night, you know, during the off season of playing soccer, and I was really proud of myself. And those overalls, I rock those bad boys definitely don't fit me anymore <laughs> <laughs> that's funny I don't know if I was ever an overall girl oh yeah they were long like the long like you know not like the, the short ones that most people wear now but yeah definitely yeah I now, love the 80s now rompers are in right yeah I think those have been in for a while dude I don't know I'm not I'm not really up with the trends <laughs> So maybe your marriage didn't go as planned, or maybe you didn't pick the best partner to have a child with. Or could it just be baby mama drama? Well, no matter what the situation is, we can help. We are the Custody Queens, and you can call us at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. All right, so let's get into our topic, social media. Social media is a monster, especially at how it relates to child custody. It truly, it, it, the two are so entangled. And I can tell you one of the first things that I do during a consult is 
With your permission, of course, I will likely ask to see your social media, your Facebook, your Instagram, your TikTok. And uh, I, I first want to see what's on there, see what uh, what evidence that I may be looking at, I may be facing, I, you know, maybe defending. But it also gives me a good idea if there's any co-parenting issues that I need to address. But that's one of the first things that I do is I, I may go through your phone again with your permission. I also will likely go through the text messages <laughs> just to see some issues that need to be addressed right off the bat. Yeah, and it's such a great point because we really forget often that you're living the rest of your life and also going through a custody battle or a divorce. And it may feel like a judge or the other side will never use my, you know, very emotionally charged quote online to their advantage in court, but it should give you pause because they can and they do. And everything is really fair game when you're going through litigation or a divorce. And so it's really important to consider how it can help you and how it could hurt you. Yeah, it, I've been. everyone knows, I think, listening, that I've been working for my dad for a very long time. And that's something that he taught me very early on into my career, um, even before I was an attorney when I was a law clerk, is when I would, when I would work with clients and I would be writing declarations is how does this help you and how does this hurt you? And that is especially true with respect to exhibits and uh, social media posts is if you are posting a picture that can get you in trouble or can be an inference of something that can lead to getting you in trouble or pass judgment on you, you probably shouldn't post it. So an example of that would be a picture of you out partying. Probably not a good idea to do in the middle of a custody battle. Yeah, and partying can be such a subjective term. You know, for instance, if there is an allegation that you have an issue with alcohol, I wouldn't ever even put a picture of me having one drink, right? Because if there's an allegation that I can't, that I have an issue with alcohol, a picture, a posting a picture of myself on Facebook with a glass of wine in front of me is probably not a good idea. Go back to how does this help me and how does this hurt me? That doesn't help you at all. It may give you some credibility with your friends or make you look cool with your friends that you got a glass of, of nice wine and, and at a cool place, but that surely doesn't help you in the custody case. And even if it is innocent and it's really a glass of wine and you know, your, your children aren't around or there's no other concern there, it's important to consider you don't want to put yourself in a position where you're automatically on the defensive, where you have to say, no, this is what happened or clarify an event. You're, you're going to add a lot of dirt to your case for no reason. Yeah, and then you're in the defense mode too. Okay, was it one glass of wine? Was it two glasses of wine? It wasn't my wine. It was the person next to me's wine. Just don't put yourself into that position. And an interesting that's happening that I've that I have seen evolve over the last you know few years with Facebook and Instagram growing is that you have to remember when I started practicing law, Facebook and Instagram were not were not that big. I mean, MySpace was around when I was in in college. When you not, got to pick your not college law school. You got to pick your top eight friends. That's, yeah. that's when we really knew. <laughs> so Facebook and Instagram have really taken over in the last, you know, 10, 12 years. But the, the interesting thing now is so I don't even post anything on Facebook, but my friend posts me and I'm going through a custody case and tags me in a post and there's a bunch of bottles of alcohol on the table and I'm going through a case and they just tag me in the picture. 
So what does that do? What, what does that do to me? Yeah, if you were in that situation, it wouldn't be a good one. And if you were my client, I'd tell you, you should probably really consider A, changing your behavior and B, changing what's online. And that's a hard conversation that I would have with my client. If I'm going, if my client's going through a contested and a high conflict custody case, I would have that conversation. I understand that you may want to be on social media and that this is something that you want to be a part of. But my advice at that point to that client would likely be to de deactivate your social media at that point. And if you can't deactivate your social media, make sure that you have appropriate things on there. There's privacy controls, but I say that with a big caveat because people will say, well, I'm private on you know, Instagram or I'm, I have a, a private profile on Facebook. Well, somebody's friend's friend's sister is gonna friend you and get that information. Once it's out there, it's out there, it stays out there. That is very true. And I can tell you some of the best exhibits that I have used in cases have been directly pictures that I have printed directly from Facebook and Instagram. Public profiles. Holy cow. I mean, some of the evidence that I have found directly on their public profiles or just from a simple search on Facebook, I have found some of the most damaging pictures that have resulted in a loss of custody to the other side or supervised visitation. I mean, it's crazy how available this information is with a simple search to someone as not IT savvy as myself. <laughs> right, and often I think to myself, why are all these posts online? I think people forget how quickly your personal life can be used against you, even if it shouldn't be used against you, even if you can fight against it, but it, it will be used against you in your court case. That's very true, very true. And sometimes before I even agree, and, and Sam does this too, before we even agree to take a case, because as much as a client is hiring Sam or I, we are agreeing to take the case because we are invested in the case wholeheartedly. Exactly. And so we usually do our own research and make sure that this is a case that we want to take on and that we are agreeing to take on because we don't just take that person. I mean, this this is a case that will likely consume our life. And so we do our own search. We generally run it through our own programs, do our own social media search, and make sure that there's nothing out there that is gonna be detrimental to that person or that's a red flag for us not to take that case. So Kristen, what about third parties? Like, say you have a situation where dad has a new girlfriend and the new girlfriend is posting online and you can't really control what she's posting, but she's posting a lot of really inflammatory things. What do you, what do, you do in that situation? That's where you bring your client in and you say, that person is really, really damaging to your case. And while I understand that that may be your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your best friend, you really need to cut ties with that person or really, I mean, de again, deactivate your account, make it so that nobody can ha post anything on your behalf, not even a third party. But that's beyond the social media issue in that case. I mean, that's really having a very serious talk with your client that if you have a case and a custody case and a high conflict case, and you have a third party that is doing damage to your case, and sometimes it generally often is a boyfriend or a new girlfriend coming into the picture, right. That's a, conver a hard conversation to have with your client that we have very often. Don't pay for your an attorney if you're not gonna listen to your attorney. Yeah, and you can't control what third parties do, but you can control what information you give them. 
So if you're running around town or you're telling everyone, I, I understand confiding in your best friend or a close relative, but if you're telling everyone what's going on in your case, telephone is an awful game. And you know, I'm not really that great at repeating things that are told to me, but often people mess it up on accident. A story that starts from one person is never the same by the time it gets to the third or fourth person, and by then you have no control over it. So if you you know, really find yourself in a situation where you need a different outlet, you know, consider writing it in a journal you know, or, or going to a, a therapist or a counselor, a, a private conversation that you can have with someone. Yes, do not post it on social media. I would refrain from even messaging on social media, especially in a group, because that, it just can get twisted and it can get, a lot of times they can even modify or uh, alter the messages. Right, and that's one of the reasons why Kristen and I will often tell our clients in general or, or just people that you should consider getting some sort of talking parents portal or our family wizard portal because it'll it'll keep the conversation a honest but b it helps to authenticate it for us attorneys because text messages can be altered um, we live in a very tech savvy world and and you want to be sure that if you're sending a text message it's not going to be taken out of context and in text message we could probably have a whole show about yeah i can tell you that recently i had someone come to me and they believed that a text message had been altered and sure enough, when I saw an original text message and the one that was presented, it clearly indicated that the message was altered. So when I did a little bit of research, these apps are everywhere. You can literally download an app and it is very easy to alter a message. And just like you can alter a message, DMs, direct messages, um, Facebook posts, those are can so easily be stored forever. I mean, how often, Sam, do you take a screenshot, text it to somebody, send it to a group text, a family group text? Do you post it to yourself, send it to your, you know, your cloud? How often do you do that? I do it all the time. Right. I think a good rule of thumb is if you put it out there, it's someone's going to grab it. Someone's going to take a screenshot of it and it's going to be there forever and it can haunt you. So you got to be careful what you put out there. Yeah, I always tell my clients that once it's posted on social media, it is there forever. Whether you think you deleted it or not, the chances are it's going to be found by someone. It is there forever. We know divorce can be difficult and scary when it comes to the custody of your children. I'm Kristen Holstrup. And I'm Sam McBride. And we are the Custody Queens. We are family law attorneys here in Southern California and are committed to compassionate and aggressive representation. With custom case strategies, we can achieve the best outcome for your case. So call us and tell us how the Custody Queens can help you. Call us at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. And can we just talk about TikTok right now? What about TikTok? I am deathly afraid of TikTok. Wow. I have a six-year-old, and with everything that's going on in the world... Uh, I am truly afraid of that. I, I had a six-year-old, my six-year-old, who came home one day, and at first I thought it was really cute that, you know, she was mimicking or doing a TikTok version of this song. And then when I actually looked up the lyrics of this song, it had the word ratchet and bougie in the same song. And, you know, <laughs> at first I thought it was really cute that she was, and she's so innocent doing this dance. I mean, she really is, and it wasn't anything like the actual version of it. But 
I really actually looked at it and I just said, this is such a horrible, a horrible app. And with all the sex trafficking that's going on right now in the world and just in light of all of that, my advice is keep them off of TikTok. It really is unhealthy and it has no business being in the hands of your children, especially young children. Yeah, and that's a, a good point. You wanna make sure that you talk to the other parent in the case, if you're going through a, a custody battle or there's something that you're uncomfortable with that your child may be exposed to, it's a perfect time to co-parent. It's a perfect time to decide together what your boundaries are. And you know, every parent probably has a little bit of a different view on whether they think something is appropriate, age appropriate or not, but you really need to work together. Yeah, I actually recently wrote my first agreement where I incorporated that both parties agreed that the children should not have access to the app TikTok. And I actually applauded, wow. I actually applauded both both parents for coming to this agreement because I actually agreed with them, which is irrelevant to their agreement, but it, it, I found it very interesting and uh, I, I just found it unique and interesting that that was included in my first agreement that TikTok was actually written in my agreement. So, Kristen, with social media, is there anything that you can post that can get you in a position where you have a restraining order against you? Absolutely. I mean, Sam, how many times have you used exhibits in restraining orders that have resulted in a really, really negative consequence for, for a person? All the time. It's actually really interesting, and this is another probably area that Kristen and I could do a whole show on, but the area of domestic violence and the law surrounding it has really expanded over the years. And, you know, it's not limited to physical violence. Going on there and disparaging someone or threatening someone, even publicly, even if you're not necessarily naming them, if you can really draw that inference in court, you could get a restraining order against yourself. And that can have a very severe effect on custody. Harassing, following. Stalking, threatening. Hiring, that's all in the family code. Hiring and a private investigator is a recent one. Right, especially depending on, on what it is done for. But if you get yourself in a position where you have a restraining order against you, there are very extreme consequences that go with that, including uh, a provision of the family code, which makes it presumptively detrimental for a perpetrator of abuse to have sole or joint custody of your children for five years. That doesn't mean you can overcome it, and there are some kind of technicalities surrounding the presumptions, but it's scary. and less is more here. Yeah, and a little tip uh, related to social media and domestic violence restraining orders is if you are served with a temporary restraining order, the best thing that you can do when you consult with an attorney or you hire an attorney is show all of your cards to that attorney. If you have social media posts that you have since deleted, likely being uh, likely after being served with a restraining order, but there is very likely evidence of show your cards to your attorney. Remember, that attorney should know everything. You do not want that attorney to be blindsided at the domestic violence trial. If there are text messages that have since been deleted, show them to the attorney. And if you haven't done so, you're not allowing your attorney to do their job to the fullest. If you are not happy with your attorney, call the custody queens. We are very experienced domestic violence trial attorneys. Our number is 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. All right, Kristen, I think it's time to take a message from one of our listeners. 
Hi, Custody Queens. This is Adriana. I'm going through a divorce and I want to move out of California. My two boys, 13 and 16, want to come with me. My husband says that he'll fight me tooth and nail. Can he really stop me? Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks for calling in, Adriana. This is a question that we are getting nearly every day right now. This is a very common question. And before we could really get into the details and answer this the best we can, we'll, we'll provide a brief synopsis of kind of a relocation or move away uh, case. But we'd love to talk to you and provide an assessment of your options for your case. If you want to give us a call, you can call us at the 1-800-419-7772 number and we can discuss the specifics of your case. But I I will let Sam kind of provide a, a broad. Well, I can tell you if if you have an ongoing case, it's not a good idea to just move and then figure it out. You need to call an attorney. You need to figure out what the facts are and how that intertwines with the law. It is a very big area of law. There is a huge analysis that goes into a move away and there are right steps and wrong steps to take. And trust me, just moving and then deciding how is this gonna hurt me later is is not in general a good idea. So I would say first and foremost, consult with an attorney before doing anything else. Yeah, and if you haven't, if you guys are still married or if you there's never been anything filed with the court, contact an attorney and have a strategy, have a plan before you do anything. Sometimes a move away or a relocation case can be, not sometimes, it generally is a six to 12 month process. However, there can be a plan that can minimize that time if you have a strategy in place. So don't wait. If that's something that you wanna do, don't wait three or four months. Don't wait for after the new year. Give us a call now so we can get that plan in place now. Our Custody Queen team is growing. If you think you would be a good fit for our team, please email your resume to Kristen at CustodyQueens.com. We are hiring for all positions, specifically attorneys and paralegals. There are few experiences more difficult than a divorce. Holstrom Block and Park has the experience and insight to help. I'm Dane Holstrom and my name is on the door and my team and I are here for you. Call 855-395-5111 for a free phone consultation. Our firm provides comprehensive services in family law. Whether you need help with a child custody case or dividing marital assets, call today at 855-395-5111. All right, that was a great show, Sam. I do have one question. Out of all the projects that we work on and out of all the things we do together, which is a lot. I mean, we spend a lot of time together. <laughs> we I, really do. I, I think I spend more time with you than I do with anyone else. But what's one of our favorite things that we do together? I would probably say go out to eat. Me and you kind of have conversations like this all day long. We go out to eat. Kristen orders the whole menu. She does it every time. Well, can you please clarify that I just take a bite of things because you make me sound like I literally order the whole menu and eat the whole She's menu. She's not an overeater. She actually kind of eats more like a bird, but she does order the whole menu. And it's actually fabulous to go eating with Kristen because you just kind of get a little of everything. I like options. I like options. Options and sauces. It's kind of like how I like my hotels. I like a variety. Options, sauces, hotels, varieties. I also like doing the show with you. <laughs> I do. I love doing this show with you. I love the information that we get to provide our audience. And I love the questions that you guys are giving us. We love the feedback that we're getting. Please keep calling in. Please. And again, tell us what you want to hear. Because if you want to hear questions from us that are unrelated to law, we love those too. 
Do you guys remember when Sam told you that she likes to wear two different socks? I mean, she has a dog named Pam. If you want to, <laughs> if you want to know other fun stuff, please call in. Let us know what you want to talk about. If you have ideas, call us too. If you also want to have a consult with us, please go to our website at custodyqueens.com. We also have social media handles. Kristen is at Custody Queen Kristen. I'm at Samantha McBride. You can also check us out at custodyqueensonair.com. And don't forget to call us at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. And our team is growing. If you are a paralegal or an attorney and you think that you would be a good fit for our team, please send your resume to careers at custodyqueens.com. And Sam, don't forget... Let love rule. Thought it was love, had kids in between. You can count on us with custody queens. Yeah, you can count on us with custody queens. The opinions expressed on the Custody Queen Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal, professional, legal advice. The persons discussed are fictional and not based on actual clients.